Welcome to the return of For Creativity's Sake. I'm your host, Jasmine Q, and today we are talking to my good friend, John Scotty. He is a videographer and photographer local to Austin, Texas, and he's had a lot of experience building media businesses, running various social media accounts, and creating stunning visual content. In this episode, we talk about how John got started, why practicing the art of communication will take you far in life, and how we both overcame obstacles, built our confidence, and fostered incredible relationships that led us to where we are today. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. It was great having him on. Reach out to us on Instagram at for creativity's sake if you liked this episode. And let's get it started. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome. Actually, I'm gonna start that over again. Okay, everyone. Welcome to another episode of For Creativity's Sake. The last time I tried to record this episode, we had audio difficulties, so therefore the episode cannot get released, and now we are re-recording it with my friend John. So let's try this again. Let's do it. Version two. What I really want to delve into with you, so first of all, if you guys don't know, John is a videographer, photographer. He is phenomenally talented, and he works a lot in the food and hospitality industry that's yes. like your number one industry i would say that's my right? specialty that's kind specialty? of what got me into full-time creativity did you think that that was going to be what you were going to dive into or were you or did you have ideas that you were like oh I'm a, i want to dive into something else when i first moved to austin if you told me where do you see yourself three years into your austin career there's not a chance, I would say, <laughs> taking pictures of food for a living. Really? <laughs> not a chance. Really? It's something that I genuinely just kind of fell into. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to do something creative. Yeah. Something dealing with storytelling and something, I figured I was going to have a camera in my hand doing something. What that specifically looked like, could, three years ago, couldn't tell you. Gotcha. So... Okay, so that's interesting. So were you interested in video and photo before you got here? Like, you know what I mean? Because I mean, for me, I've always been a, like on the, the more creative side and I know that video and photo had always kind of been in the back of my mind as something that I liked. Did you feel that way as well when you were younger or did you just like all of a sudden you were like, oh, picked up the camera. Oh my God, I like this a lot. Definitely was known as the creative one. Mm -hmm. If anyone needed pictures, any friends, any family needed, anything done with the camera, they came to me. Got you. My knowledge back then was a little more amateur as like, a, like knowing how to use the camera, mm -hmm. but I knew how to document, how to capture moments, how to kind of stage things to kind of be like, okay, this is the way that we should compose this or light this. I didn't have anywhere near the technical and more like advanced knowledge that I have now, mm -hmm. but I knew how to take a picture and how to take a decent video. Got you. And that kind of got me uh, along this path of creativity with photo and video. And then I would, I got really into taking videos because going back to like, you know, we always talk about like skateboarding and skater culture, mm -hmm. like, I became really interested in like just doing these cool skate montage videos. 
Right. I remember you showed me that one time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you showed me videos of you yeah. skateboarding when it was like in high school or something. Yes. Yeah. 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 Little. If you like scrub the depths of YouTube, you'll probably find <laughs> some old skate videos that I put up. And like, they're not anything good, but really it's more about like the documentation of like, that was a fun moment. It didn't have to be on like the best camera with the most cinematic qualities. That's not what skate videos I feel like are really known for. It's just about. Mm -hmm like capturing the moment and just like the energy of skateboarding. I feel like that's how a lot of people, I feel like when you ask a lot of like videographers and photographers now, they're like, how did you come about doing this? And I feel like 75% of them that you ask are like, well, when I was 11, I used to make skate videos it's and stuff like, like that. It's, it's part of the culture, yeah. you know, like we both, like did that, did, did your skate background play a role in you getting on this path of being a creator? So, you know, what's interesting is that, no, it did like, so I had the, like when I was younger, like I liked to skateboard a lot, but I never thought of like filming myself skateboarding. Like, I don't know why that didn't cross my mind. I loved watching skate videos. Like I would yeah. watch skate videos all the time, but it never crossed my mind to actually document myself skateboarding. And I think a big part of that was like, I also just didn't have any friends who skateboarded. I feel like when you are growing up and you have like a little posse of friends who mm -hmm. also skateboard, then I feel like you're more likely to be like, oh, let's film this because it probably looks super cool. Yeah. And I was always skating alone. So like I never I, I never really merged the two. So I feel like I didn't have that exact experience. Like my like my liking for photo and video like just happened to come later. Um, but I think that's super interesting how you did start doing photo. I mean, it started doing video when you were skateboarding like in high school I think that's, that's that's what got a camera in my hand and yeah. like that's what got me interested in like producing videos mm -hmm. so always liked having a camera always liked documenting i was always the one in the group who was taking the picture mm -hmm. and even back before i called myself a photographer videographer i was always the one who would of the group, I was usually usually the one who was taking the picture of the video. So when did it when did it uh, hit you that you were gonna pursue photo and video seriously? Because I mean, I know a little bit about your backstory. Like you did go to school, you did have a full time job at one point. Yeah. So were you always like, I think I do want to have a career in video and photo, or did it come like randomly at a certain point? And you were like, okay, actually, actually, I can do this. I honestly didn't even know how people made careers in photo and video. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know. And again, it's like a business and I just was so unskilled in the business world. Yeah. Like I didn't even know that you could really like charge a livable amount of money just taking photos and videos yeah. so i was always like i'll probably do this for fun i really like doing it mm -hmm. but it never crossed my mind as an actual career just because yeah. i didn't know how it was done mm -hmm. so i came to austin three years ago still like documenting i started like vlogging for fun and just creating like little videos for fun again just because i always liked having a camera in my hand yeah and i was working full-time for an event production company and it was right around the time that social media marketing became a really big deal. Mm -hmm. And I was the youngest one in the company. So they were, they kind of had a mindset of like, oh, social media is like a young person's game. Yeah. You know, but it's actually converting. So, hey, John, here's a camera. We hear it's a pretty good one. Go do social media. So did they just give it to you? They just gave, gave me a, a company camera. Yeah. You know, they're like, we're going to get a camera. What camera was it? 
a Canon 80D. It's actually in this room oh. right over there because I, I now own it. <laughs> it's like, it's now mine. It's yeah. mine. Yeah. It was a little parting gift when mm-hmm. we walked, you know, when I, when we, when I, when I left, they're like, just take the camera mm-hmm. and take any other gear that you've kind of been using and go be a creator. Aww. So, you know, that's a nice thing for them. to. So when you left that company, they were just like, yeah, here, take the stuff and just go with it. Like, yeah, they kind it? of just like, let me, let me keep it. And really? just to, to kind of help like facilitate this new career I was diving into. Dang, that's really, really nice. It was I feel like nice. most people would not have that mentality. They'd be like, oh, John's trying to leave us. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to let him have our resources, but that's really cool that they let you have the camera and they just let you kind of take a dive into like whatever else you wanted to do. I think they just super believed in me. And then also like I was also still doing some work for them part time. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, just this is your gear now, like still be associated with us and do some yeah. work with us, you know, as needed, whatever. But you're a full time creator now. You are a business of yourself. You know, go 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 do your thing. What what prompted you to to make the jump? So around the same time, I was new to Austin. I was living with my sister at the time, mm-hmm. just because I was still getting settled. And it was during the summer. She has three kids. They were out of school on summer break. Her youngest daughter, she was just home a lot. I was home a lot. We were kind of in similar situations where we were just like figuring out Austin and like what what's what's there to do yeah. and like you know where do people hang out what are the drawing points so Austin has a really thriving food scene so that summer my niece and I made a list of all the restaurants we wanted to check out mm-hmm. and so we were just like knocking off the whole list restaurant after restaurant and just diving deep into the Austin food scene and what we noticed is like a lot of two things. A lot of the consumption of a meal is actually visual. You know, it can taste great, awesome, but if it doesn't, if it's not presented well, your experience is kind of hindered a little bit. Yeah. yeah no some, one likes a nasty looking plate. No, like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, it's really like culinary art and like a really good chef knows that and knows how to present it well to appeal to not just your taste, but also your visuals Mm -hmm. and like the first way you consume a dish is visually so you know uh, that's part of the experience right and then and then um so i started taking pictures of my food like Mm -hmm. one of those typical annoying little food food instagram accounts yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so that would be me in a restaurant taking pictures of my food and then i started an instagram just dedicated to Austin food. Mm-hmm. And it was right around the time too that like f- big like food influencers were, were becoming like a really big thing. Mm-hmm. And people were being like paid or compensated to go into a restaurant and take a picture. They had this following that followed them for food recommendations. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, I want to do that. Yeah. So I started this Instagram, Eat My Media. Very, very clever name, by the way. <laughs> I still, to this day, like when I first heard that name, I was like, that is such a clever name. I was like almost mad at myself for not thinking of it. I was like, damn, he really thought of that. It's Yo, very, I think you. it's a very funny, like memorable name. Thank so. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Because, because we consume a lot and part of what we consume, you know, we consume food, but we also consume media. Mm-hmm. So we, we, people do say like, 
you know, what's your media diet like? like what kind yeah. of media are you consuming? So then I took that sort of like idea and merged it with like consuming food. It's like a super play on words there. Yeah, yeah. like my tagline is watch what you eat because I do like Dang. food photo and video. So you're it all. You're just being a, a branding and marketing <laughs> guru. Like, do you just feel like that that came very naturally to you? Or did you have, did you have past like education or experience in like learning how to do that? Or do you think that that's naturally, you're just like, yeah, I just came up with that myself. And my, that's a great question. And a lot of people don't know that like my first real dive into creative work was writing. Really? I am a big writer. I almost what? pride myself more on writing than I do photo and video creation. I did not know that. My mom was a, she worked for like a news station. She studied journalism. Oh. And like people in my family are like politicians and lawyers, so they're very well-read and well-spoken. That's just like okay, all right. I I'm learning from. a little bit here. Yeah, I did not know that that was like a. So when you mean writing, like, did you? So has writing always been a part of your, your, your natural talent or your life? Like, and what do you mean by writing? Like, did you write stories? Did you write? I used to love writing essays. Really? I love <laughs> oh words. God. I love economy of words. I love using the fewest words to make the biggest impact and using the loftiest, most colorful, descriptive, visual language possible. Wow, so you're that kid in high school who like loved AP writing and stuff? I loved it. And like I just it's just I think it's just it's by nature and nurture actually, I think because really? my family like, you know, they they are very wordy people. Mm -hmm. And then, so they kind of like, it's kind of like in my nature, but then also in my nurture, because my mom really like made a big emphasis on grammar and words and spelling. Wow. And I really came to like it. I like came to like storytelling through the written word. Wow. So, I totally did not know that, but that makes so much sense now that you say that because I always look at your like Instagram captions and <laughs> everything that you write is really well written. Like I feel like you are very good at writing copy. Um, like that's what people call it. Like, oh, right. copywriters. Like, so did you ever think about, Thank you, by the way. did you ever think about a, a path and like copywriting? I know that a lot of people do that and that's their like main focus. I I, I did. I don't think I ever wanted that to be my main thing. I think right. I wanted it to be, to be a part of my skill set. Got you. Because it just kind of sounds boring. Yeah, just write. Like, I'm a copywriter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but having that sort of in my skill set, I think, has helped um, the other skills that I I am more focused on. Yeah, that definitely. It, I mean, that definitely helps a lot, especially with like Instagram and all the social media platforms and like. Being able to express yourself in written word is yeah. super, super important. And it makes all the difference when you're writing something up on Instagram or when you're trying to sell something or when you're trying to brand yourself. And so I definitely agree. I think writing is the basis of all storytelling. That it, is super true. Yeah. So I think getting more of a grasp on words and grammar and visualization and getting an idea on paper mm -hmm helps with literally anything creative that you're doing. If you can portray and express a thought into words, you know, some people it's words, some people it's like pictures and visuals, like maybe actually pictures is even a more ancient form of storytelling. But, mm -hmm. but if you can just get a thought on paper, 
um, it, it just makes it so much more clear and vivid and brings it to life. That's so interesting. Do you feel like that helps you, like your ability to, or your like for writing and things like that, Does do you think that that helps you communicate a lot better? Because now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh wow, like maybe this is why John is so good at like very eloquently like communicating. And like, I feel like you're able to build relationships with people, not just because you are just a really genuine, nice guy, but the way that you also speak to people I've noticed is also very like, it's, it makes people feel good. Do you think that, do you think that that comes from like your knack for writing? That, this is crazy. This is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You're blowing my mind. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Um, yeah, I think, I think words are very powerful. Mm-hmm. I think that if you can get a really good grasp on words and also the intentionality behind those mm-hmm. words. Like I think economy of words is so important because if you can say, if you can use the fewest words to make the biggest impact, your communication skyrockets. And so, so when you speak to, so let's say like when you're speaking to, whether it be clients or friends, like do you think that that's gotten you really far and like verbally, like because you're able to write and like you're able to have this ability to use words like that so do you think that when you verbally express yourself do you feel just as confident when you're verbally expressing yourself to people no (laughs) definitely not i really what's interesting i actually had to dedicate a lot of time and effort into increasing my verbal skills oh wow naturally if you (laughs) if like like you know we're like if we're just like casual and i don't think as hard on what I'm saying and how I'm saying it, uh, you will be like, translation, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what did you just say? Yeah, yeah, like sometimes, like my sister, like I, I, I sometimes will say something that literally you can't even, I don't even understand what I said myself. Really? But like people who know me, like my sister, like kind of knows how to interpret mm-hmm. my very loose, casual language. Nice. But it's just a result of my upbringing. I think that a lot of the people where I grew up kind of had like this, like um, a lot of people had like a like a like a a southern side of kind of like accent yeah. or like kind of like a um a what's the nice way to put this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a nice way to say kind of like I don't know maybe like slang like a very yeah. loose like colloquial language. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's kind of what I grew up like hearing, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like just naturally how I sometimes talk. But my mom has a perfect customer service voice. Really? Oh my God! You, art, she articulates every single syllable. I wish I had that <laughs> skill. Like I 100% wish I had that skill because that is so yeah necessary, especially for what we do. My mom is a great communicator, and I think that she's helped me kind of develop this this um, a better verbal ability. Yeah. So I think really it's just like I can get a, a thought or an idea expressed yeah. well written. Mm-hmm. And I always just used to like rely on that. I was like, no, don't call me. If you call me, I'm not going to answer. What? But I'll text you all night. I did not know this about you. Because for me, I'm like, oh, John is like so good on the phone. Like he's so good in person. So like, that's really interesting for me to know because got that, you fooled. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, that was all a facade. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's super interesting because like seeing you, you know, third party, 
like just watching you talk on the phone with someone and then when we do go to gigs like when we shoot together and you are talking to clients like I feel like you're just naturally very good at like communicating in like a very professional but like very friendly and genuine way so when you first started doing that because obviously like as a freelance videographer photographer you have to get on the phone a lot you have to kind of be in yeah. person and talk to people a lot yeah was that something that was like super super scary for you to do or did you just kind of like face it head on you were like whatever. definitely something super scary i mean i think that's probably something common among creators because we're so used to letting our work do the talking for us oh a hundred percent you know that. do yeah. you feel that i, I feel that a hundred percent i hate talking to clients yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah and 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 I think that uh, it, it, it's because it was something that I really lacked mm -hmm. a skill in that I was like, you know, this is something that I really need to get better at. Yeah. So I think it because of that, I took the time to really just just get better and improve. Mm -hmm. And I still think there are areas of improvement. There are still th like times that I'm like trying to consciously say like how to say this sentence or phrase yeah. or statement in the most eloquent way. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is still a, in many ways, like, like getting like smooth communication across, mm -hmm. I think is still in a, in a few ways, like an, uh, an active effort. Right. But I think just in practice, it's coming a little more naturally. Mm -hmm. So, you I know, mean, just testament to the fact that like anything that you feel like you are lacking in, you can learn how to improve and even get to the point where like you're a master at your skill because you had to learn it from a fundamental level right and continually build upon that skill to create like a like a i'm i'm like mastery right. in that not saying i'm like a master communicator or anything <laughs> i'm just saying like yeah. those are the steps that you take yeah you know like like your communication probably has improved just by forcing yourself to like talk to clients, but this is a part of the job, yeah. I gotta do this, so it, like. It is, it's, I mean, it's something that like, it's very unavoidable if, especially like if you do go freelance and if you do, if you are serving people and serving clients, you know, and it just, it translates to like every part of life, like communication, obviously, but I think that, yeah, for me, it's like, like I, it really does make me uncomfortable as extroverted as I am and as like, social and, and friendly that I like to be, it's very hard for me to switch into a, okay, how do I effectively communicate with a client so that it's all very clear, we, we know exactly what we're doing, the expectations are set, they feel, they feel comfortable, you know, working with me. I feel yeah. like there's just so many nuances of like being on the phone with someone or, you know, being in person with someone too, like being at a gig, like just your energy, the way you talk to someone, your, uh, my girlfriend Carrie is always talking to me about tactfulness <laughs> and how being tactful, like just, yeah. it doesn't matter what you say, it's how you say it. And she's always, she's super big on that. And for me, it's so hard to think of like, oh my God, like how am I saying this? Cause you want to say something, yeah. but you know, the way that it might come off can be totally different. So obviously I feel like that only does get better through repetition. And I feel like a lot of people think that they're like, oh, well, I'm not good at this. So like, I'm never going to be good at it. And it might not be your strong suit, but I feel like exactly what you're saying. Like, it's just something that you need to repetitively do in order to get better at it. Because if you do it enough times you also build confidence with every time yeah. that you do it so 
yeah, it might be super scary, but yeah, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Since we're talking about communication, I really follow this one quote that I heard a while back, and that is, um, the quality of your life is based on the quality of your communication. Wow. And it's very true because we are social true. beings. Oh, of course. And we have to communicate to grow and survive. Mm -hmm. And if you can't communicate, then you're an outcast. And isolation is, it's a form of torture. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have a need to communicate and be intertwined into community and people and progress and grow together. Mm -hmm. So it's fundamental. It's, it's yeah. across the board, like mandatory. And, and I look at people like, you know, our good friend CJ Finley, who I see as a, an amazing communicator. Mm -hmm. And I think it has gotten him very far. I think just the, the, the nature of being a good communicator, mm -hmm. it comes more naturally to certain people. But it, it, it's a way to just connect with people, make people feel good. I think communication is even bigger than just words. Oh, like, of course. Yeah, there's, it, going back to tactfulness, it's like words are just a, a small, small portion. portion of the message. Right. And a lot of times it comes down to your body language or your tone of voice or your ability to make eye contact. Yeah. You know, even like your presentation, what you're wearing, you are communicating a message. You are constantly communicating with everything that you do. It's everything. crazy. It's insane. So I think knowing that, knowing that I'm, you're always giving people information mm -hmm. and that information they'll use to interpret who you are, what your message is. Right. Because we're always looking for like the quick visual cues. So I think knowing that you can kind of like strategize that a little bit and mm -hmm. like help portray whatever message you're trying to portray, even if you don't use words to portray it, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I think I keep that in mind too. I think that helps me approach communication a little easier because I'm like, ah, I, you know, verbally, even if I don't use the right words, yeah. at least I can kind of send the right message with all the other communication yeah tools. that you have have you so i know that this is a really big thing with creatives especially um have you ever faced because to me like when i hang out with you and when i'm in your when i see you doing work like i always see you as someone who's like pretty confident in what he's doing and i'm sure people look at me and think the same thing but yeah. do you ever because now that you're talking about communication and how you actually weren't good at verbally communicating, like, did you ever in this whole journey of like you being a videographer, photographer and being freelance and owning a business, did you ever deal with like really bad bouts of like doubt where you're just like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I got to go back to working a different job. Like, have you ever had those moments where you're just like, I feel at rock bottom right now. Like I'm doubting myself or have you always been able to keep that positive mindset that I feel like you do have. <laughs> yeah. Optimism, positivity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great question. I think a lot of creators, especially new creators, mm -hmm. operate a lot out of fear and anxiety of, am I gonna be able to, cause like there's this idea, again, starving artist is a stigma for a reason. Yeah. A lot of creators just don't know, they don't understand like money and how to generate consistent income. Mm -hmm. I think I, I think I set myself up pretty well from the beginning because I didn't actually jump all the way in. Mm -hmm. I eased in while picking up a few clients on the side while working my full-time job. Got you. And then the side job kind of started to grow and I saw like a lot of potential and future in that. Mm -hmm. 
and it was a smooth transition because I already had like a baseline of like even like monthly retainer clients where I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I know I'm making this much and have this much work mm-hmm. already. If I just kind of maybe double down on that, I could probably just transition on over. Got you. So it was a very, yeah, okay. So you did it very gradually. Like you didn't just like full on, like I'm quitting my job today and I'm just yeah. starting from like rock bottom. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thankfully not. Thankfully, th- thankfully not. D- did you find yourself in that sort of situation? Oh, I did. Yeah. I did the complete opposite of you. Like where I li- <laughs> I did the complete opposite Jump of you. Jump in to yeah, the deep end. Where <laughs> I just jumped in head first into the deep end. I had no business experience. I did not have a, I had people that were inquiring for video, but I never, but I didn't have like clients already, like that I was working with while I was at my full-time job. I just got so fed up with my full-time job that I honestly feel like I'm just a very naturally impulsive person. I was like, I am tired of this. I cannot take one more second of it. (laughs) And I quit and I dove head first like into freelancing. And like I said, I had no experience, didn't know what I was doing, barely had, I had really no client base. I had people who were interested, but I didn't have a client base. So that for me kind of threw me in a roller coaster of like, I was feeling super high and I was like, this is amazing, I'm making money, blah, blah, blah. And then I would hit a rock bottom because I didn't have those foundations set. I would hit yeah. a rock bottom and I would like doubt myself and I would and I would constantly be in my head of like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, can I actually do this? Can I keep going? Like, can I do, am I going to have to go get a nine to five job again? Like I've had so many of those like doubtful times, but I feel like what was interesting about what you said is that you set yourself up for that not to be such a problem. So when you felt like, you know, those, that uncertainty or that anxiety. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still doing full-time creative work. You yeah. haven't gotten that nine to five. I don't think you ever will. <laughs> I probably won't. I think yeah. you're going to be the one creating nine to five jobs for other people. Yeah. Like you're going to be at that level very soon. Oh, thank so, you. It makes me feel really good. Big appreciate time. You know, that. Big facts. Yeah, <laughs> big facts. Okay, big energy up in here. <laughs> so then what, what got you through those times when you were like, should I just go get a nine to five? Like what got you through that? Um, honestly... I don't even, to be honest, I don't even know. I just, I, I think to me it was hitting rock bottom, I think is that flame that'll get you kind of scrambling, you know? Yeah. And I feel like me having to scramble again was, was something that helped me just not quit. I mean, there were times when I was like, I literally opened glass door and indeed again, like I went that far. Like Dang. I opened the tab and I started browsing Let's and, I was, out there. Yeah, and I was like, do I need to do something part time? Yeah. I thought about driving Lyft. I thought about driving Uber. Like that's the thing. This is the stuff that people don't know, you yeah. know, cause I obviously like, I don't publicize this stuff and be like, yeah, I totally thought I was going to just fail. Yeah. I did. But I think what kept me going is being around people who, you know, who were still going. So like, obviously like, I had moments like that in the past year, but being around people like you um, and Hamza and having friends in the creative network in Austin, I think helped me realize, okay, let me not panic. Like I'm just panicking Mm -hmm. and let me, let me use my network to see what help I can get, what support I can get. And honestly, it was just the fear of having to get back into a nine to five is enough stress and anxiety for me that I was like, nope, not going back there. Mm. What do I have to do to make this freelance business lifestyle work? Like truly work. That's dope. And so you yeah. just kind of like, it kind of lit a fire. 
You're like, yeah. all right, let's do this. I'm not going to nine to five, so let's make this work. It, yeah, I think it. You had I think motivation. It, yeah, it just constantly lights a fire underneath me that I'm like, no, I don't want to do that because I honestly think the stress, like, yes, being freelance and being a business owner is super stressful. Yeah. But that is a type of stress that I would rather have versus the stress that I know that I would have yeah. if I worked nine to five. And that's just me. There's plenty of people who like the stress levels are way higher on freelance than they are in a nine to five. And those people want to work nine to five and that's okay. You know, you know, Dave Chappelle one time said that he was in school and he yeah. told his teacher he wanted to be a full-time comedian. She said, that's not a career. You can't do that. Yeah. He's like, you're not going to be, you're, you can't be successful doing that. And he said, well, how much money do you make? She's like $35,000. He's like, okay, well, if I can just make that much money doing comedy instead of teaching, I'll call that a win. He's like, I'm not out to make money. I just want to do what I love and survive. Yeah. Uh -huh. I feel like that's sort of like the mindset that at least is, is enough to get people like us started. Right. Where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of money you can make doing this. Are you going to make a million dollars overnight? No. no. It takes time. It takes a long time. And we're, we are still in the process, but we're starting to see the progression. Yeah, I'm starting to see the progression for sure. I think talking to like you know like working in food and hospitality you, you talk to a lot of like restaurant owners mm -hmm. small business owners and and people kind of like that you start to realize something really interesting similar to what you just said because i'll tell you that your perception yeah <laughs> is like who is this girl everyone notices you everyone loves you and you know, which the perception is like probably that like, you know, you're killing it because mm -hmm. like we're, we're out, we're, we're, we're shooting Lamborghinis and mm -hmm. Bentleys. It yeah. looks dope. We're shooting luxury houses. That's awesome. Yeah. We're like in the, in the kitchen at a restaurant shooting like the best restaurants in Austin. Right. It's dope. It looks cool. It looks good. It, it looks like, you know, it looks fancy. It looks super fancy. But on the subject of, you know, we're t very, uh, we're talking very transparently. Yeah. A lot of times, it can feel like, I mean, I'll, I'll just speak for myself, it can feel like you really don't know WTF is going on yeah. and everything's on fire and you start to d doubt yourself mm -hmm. and have like imposter syndrome. Like, am I even, am I even good enough to charge this person this much? You know, right. I think those are just typical thoughts of business owners, especially creators, but talking to restaurant owners and business owners who also have this perception of, I just saw you in, in, in 30 Under 30 magazine. I saw you on this article. I saw that you got uh, accepted for this huge grant. Like, whoa, you're, I saw you're, you just got your product in Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Congrats. You're killing it. You know, remember us when you're in this mega yeah. celebrity. And they're like, um, no, everything's on fire. Everything's a mess. I'm going bankrupt yeah. and I'm going to probably die tomorrow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that's what's so crazy. Cause like, I feel like the more you talk to people, like you're saying, like in all industries, yeah. it's always like that, which always is like that. crazy because yeah, we have these idols that we look up to and we're like, Oh, this person's killing it. This person's killing it. And it's like, that's what it looks like. But half the time, yeah, we're not seeing the battle that people are, are, having and a lot of the time i think yeah like a brand or something is doing really well and they're like yeah and then they'll have instances like that where they're like actually we are this amount of money in debt we are struggling right now we don't know everything's crashing and falling and that's what is so crazy it's about so crazy. yeah especially about what <laughs> we do because yeah i 
I can say like I am incredibly happy with where I am but that doesn't mean by any means that where I am right now is is not flawed it's 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 definitely not perfect like you know but the stresses that I am now choosing to have in my life are stresses that I am much happier dealing with than dealing with stressors that don't really float my boat you know that's a great that's a really great point I think problems always exist yeah the solutions exist too yeah but like the stresses and obstacles Mm -hmm. are always there they're either going to be yours or someone else's yeah might as well make them yours yeah how do you how do you get yourself out of like situations like that where you're like wow everything's on fire and the world is crashing and whatnot you know how do you how do you flip that i brought that up because i feel like knowing that that's a common struggle for not just creators but business people overall people who are like yeah we we made five million dollars in revenue that's great mm-hmm. but we profited like eight dollars yeah <laughs> we profited 52 cents yeah. yeah so it's like it's like seeing that's like wow like that's insane because i saw your article in forbes magazine mm-hmm. like you're doing something right mm-hmm. yet you're still facing problems that similar to what I face. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, okay. Well, honestly, knowing that, knowing that it's part of the process, there's always a solution. You just keep moving forward, ask the questions you need to ask, keep the people around you who can help you, you'll get through it. And then there's gonna be another problem, but you just repeat the process. Right. And, and, and you know, the bigger your business, the bigger the problems. That's very true. Ooh, that is a good little snippet there. That's true. I mean, that's a, and that's what's very awesome about your mindset is that I feel like you are very much, you don't let obstacles and problems like, like totally screw up your whole vibe. Cause I know that there's plenty of people where, you know, an obstacle will happen or they'll face a, a, a hard time or a hardship and that's all that consumes them. And they're not able to see past it. And they're not, they're not able to realize that this is going to happen in life all the time, no matter how planned you are, no matter how much strategy you do, no matter who you surround yourself with, there's always going to be something that doesn't go right. Jeff Bezos wakes up every single day to a long list of problems, but he actually just solves them. Okay. What do we have to solve today? This, okay. This, 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 and you just solve it. Mm -hmm. Problems exist everywhere but so do solutions oh so big synapse to that <laughs> big snaps i'm a because i mean i'm i'm a very yeah solution yeah. oriented person like i like to i mean sometimes i do have situations where like i get really bogged down by something and i'm like oh my god i don't know how i'm gonna like fix this and i don't even want to and i'm overwhelmed and yeah. i just want to give up um but overall i am a very like i'm a person who believes in like there is always some action that you can take. Like, yeah, the situation that you're in might be the worst, like the shittiest situation possible, but there's always some action that you can take to do something. You're not going to fix it overnight, but there's always some action that you can take to do, to get somewhere, you know? If you're not making mistakes, you're not trying new things, you're not growing. Right. It's, it's a part of, if I wasn't making any mistakes and I just took the knowledge that I know now and just cruise through everything <laughs> smooth i'm not growing right like i don't i, I don't want to be where i am in a year i want to be 
far, far beyond where I am now mm -hmm. because I'm far, far beyond where I was a year ago. Right. But I had to, I mean, really, there's a lot to be said about this idea of like failing your way to success. It's like 100%. try new things, make mistakes, learn. Mm -hmm. You won't make that mistake again. Mm -hmm. You'll make a different mistake, but then you're going to learn and you're going to keep on elevating. It's just like the way you grow, I feel like. And I mean, that's, yeah. you know, maybe what I would say like has helped me is just this mindset of like, it's a part of the process. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Everyone goes through it and everyone will go through it if you're continuing to grow. Right. It's almost like a relief when people tell me like, like, oh, you, you, you're struggling with these things too. Like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Then you feel better about yourself. You feel, you feel, you feel better. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, you know, maybe there's opportunity for us to even help each other. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something that I figured out that I can tell you. There's tons that you figured out that you can tell me. hundred percent. I think a lot of comfort also comes in just the community mm -hmm. where we, we genuinely want to help each other. It's a community like your success. I feel success from and my success. I want to share with you. Right. You know, I want us to really grow together. And how do you, but how, okay, so here's the thing, because I feel like that mindset where it seems so simple, like just have everyone win. Like if everyone wins, like I feel good. There's a yeah. lot of people who, you know, obviously like we, we live in America. I feel like competition is something that is very prevalent in our culture. Like it's like almost every man for themselves and like everyone is competition and how do we get above this person? How do we get above this person? And I think what's really awesome about your mindset is that you are very like, Nah, man, I just want everyone to, I just want us to all rise together. But really, how, but like, how yeah. did you get there though? So I acknowledge the fact that saying like, I genuinely just want everyone to win. <laughs> Some like, people are like, that's bullshit. John. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I know that that's a little bit more of like, like a romantic idea, yeah, sometimes totally. more so than a reality. Yeah. Like, like we all have to work and mm -hmm. survive and we all want to grow. We all have our dream clients that we, are, we feel attached to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just reality. That's just human nature. 100%. You can still cultivate this environment of like selflessness yeah. and reciprocity. I, I mean, I, it's the community that I kind of fell into where people were doing the same thing for me, mm -hmm. rooting for my success and trying to involve me in projects to get me started and get me going and make connections that have elevated me. And I was right. like, cool, this is what you do. Yeah. And it's the only creative community that I've really been a part of. Same here. Yeah. But I mean, people, you, you talk about like the community in Boston, you're like, it's, it's, it's trash. <laughs> it's trash. Call no, no, them no. out. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, everyone there is great. Like there's yeah. like, I know there's a ton of people that I'm friends with, you know, on IG that I know yeah. in Boston they're all really amazing videographers and photographers. Um, I just feel like the sense of community though is not there because I think just the city as a whole doesn't foster, you know, collaboration, doesn't foster a sense of like non-competition. They don't, I don't know, just people just don't go and, and reach out to people and hang out and, and create new communities. Like people don't really do that up there that often. Like. Yeah. I'm sure maybe it happens, you know, here and there, but it's definitely nowhere near the level that Austin is at where it's like, as soon as someone moves here, if you are really willing to put yourself out there, as soon as you move here, you will find people that are, that will welcome you with open arms. But you know, yeah. you gotta, just gotta put yourself out there. Well, I see you as a really key staple in the Austin community. 
I think that you have you're a lot just of out here flattering me today. I'm just telling the truth, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, just being honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I see a lot of momentum behind, I think, both of us. Oh, for sure. I think, um, I think, I mean, I saw you like when I got here, I was like, oh, this man is a staple in this community. <laughs> I was like, well, because you know everyone. And even now, like when I go out to places with you, like if we go out to shoot or if we go to a gig, it's like, you'll a hundred like nine times out of ten you'll always see some random person there you're like oh i didn't know you were here what's <laughs> up you know what i mean and like yeah that is something that like i admire a lot especially knowing that you aren't even an extrovert like you're you would nah. more categorize yourself as more introverted yeah which is stupid to me because i'm like how does this man have so many friends yet he is just he prefers to get his energy from being alone yeah you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like that to me is insane well I look at you and I see someone who's like really well established in really a short amount of time relative to really as, as like a, a big of a splash as you're making mm -hmm. in the whole pool of creators. What do you feel like got you there? What do you feel like got you here? When you moved here, yeah. was it, it was like a year ago, right? Yeah, it was like a year ago, yeah. Okay, a year ago, you touched out in Austin. You might, you know, like your aunt in Waco or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then from there to honestly, like, you know, being a, a, a key player in the game, what do you feel like has helped you climb that ladder so fast? Man, I love how you're out here asking me questions on my own podcast. I love it. I mean, I, um, I just want to know for yeah, myself. Yeah, he's like, I just know. <laughs> Tell me your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew coming here that there was no way that I was going to survive here, like, like literally just financially and mentally, because I feel like going to a new place and moving to a completely new state where you don't have any connections and you don't really know many people. I knew like one person down here and I didn't move down here with my girlfriend, but you know, Carrie and I didn't know anyone really when we moved here. We had no connections. So for me, I think what got me this far this quick was like I went into pure like survival mode. <laughs> like because I, I came here and I didn't have a job. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't have a part time job set up here. I had no promise of income. Like when I touched down in Austin, I was like <laughs> I was like alrighty, so I have no idea where my next paycheck is coming from. Wow. Literally no clue. Yeah. And I knew that the only way to get those connections started and the only way that I was going to make any money, the only way that I was going to sustain being a freelancer was I have to meet people like th that. There was no I had no option. I think my secret was to back myself against the wall so much that I had no other option. Interesting. But to go forth, go forth and just like make friends really put myself out there i put myself in a situation where i had no other choice because if i didn't make any friends if i didn't reach out to people if i didn't connect with anyone i wasn't going to have any money and i wasn't going to have a social circle and i wasn't going to have any connections and all of those things put together that was going to be a recipe for disaster like i wasn't going to be mentally well you know and i was very concerned about preserving stable mental health and i was very concerned with preserving a stable financial situation so those two things put together really propelled me into okay i can't just get to austin and sit in my apartment on my ass like i can't do that like yeah. i have no other option but to like go i literally just went on instagram and just tried to follow whoever that i could find that yeah. was in austin that was either doing video or 
or photo or anything of that nature. So I started Googling the hashtags. I think I found a few people from a hashtag and I just started following them. And I was like, hey, I'm, um, I'm here in Austin. Like, let's hang out or let's meet up. And one person just led to the other. Because again, Austin is such a great community that when you follow one person, you're gonna be led to another person and yeah. another person and another person. And then you're gonna be just swamped with like this group of people that you're like, oh, all these people just all know each other. Yeah. And like they all hang out. <laughs> and so that was, yeah, that was kind of how I, you know, I got myself to the point where I am now. And I remember when I did get here, I somehow was able to find out about like two creative meetups that happened last summer. Yeah. Um, and I went to those two creative meetups and I literally tried to talk to whoever that I could talk to. And you know, even being an extrovert, like I'm still get kind of nervous, like talking to new people, like it's nerve wracking to just like talk to new people. But I was like, okay, I have no choice. Like I got to go make some friends. I can't be awkward. Like I just have to talk to people. And yeah, I made connections through that. And I ended up making a video from one of the creative meetups. And I was like, you know what my ticket is going to be? into this community is if I go to a creative meetup, I make a recap video, I'm going to post it online in hopes that that video will circulate my name. And it and did. And lo and behold, <laughs> it, it did. did exactly what I wanted it to do. It popped all the way off. Oh, like yeah, no it was, cap <laughs> yeah, in it existence. Was crazy. So, yeah. I mean, that was, yeah, that I just had to play strategy literally it was like a strategic game when I get when I got here it wasn't like oh I gotta strategically meet the right people it was just like I just want some friends like mm -hmm. that's all I want I just want mm. some friends I don't want to be alone I don't want to be sitting here you know with no connections or anything so I did literally whatever I could got my hands on whatever I could talked to I said yes to a lot of things. I think that was the key. Like I was like, I know that I can't go to Austin and say no, at least for like the first few months. I was like, I kind of just have to say yes to everything. And that's what I did. I said yes to everything. And some things were like, oh, I don't know if I vibe with this environment or this group of people. But then other things that I said yes to, I was like, oh, this is really dope. Like, these people are awesome. So it was literally a matter of just, you gotta just rip the bandaid off, you know? That's awesome you should tell that story way more often i should do a ted talk on that story i think no, you really just, should no, you should submit this to ted talk and be like hey <laughs> yo hey, yo get, get me on the stage get me in there no i mean it's just i feel like that's just what you have to do when you go somewhere new and i mean i knew i was taking a big step so i was like you know how do i how do i not let myself fall into a mental hole when i get there because i was like i could just go there do everything the wrong way and be mentally in a bad spot financially in a bad spot ruin my relationship you know what i mean like i was like there's just so many things that i need to do in order to make this work it's like a little plant you know like if i didn't water the plant like that it wasn't gonna grow so i had to every day just be like i gotta water this plant if i even if i don't want to water this plant even if i feel awkward watering this plant it's got to get watered or else it's not gonna grow and then i really will just be nowhere Systems. Systems, guys, <laughs> water that plant. It's about the system. I, I really dig that. I think that reminds me of this one quote that I really, I really resonate with where it goes, uh, a strong why can overcome any how. So your oh. how was, how do I get established here in Austin? Yeah. I don't know anyone, blah, blah, blah. But your motivation, your why is, I need to make money, make friends. That's how I'm going to 
succeed and take right. care of like myself, my mental health, my girlfriend, and uh -huh. that's how I'm gonna grow. That's so true though. Your why really does guide everything. Like people need to stop thinking so much about the how and motivate themselves using their why. The why. Oh my God, uh, snaps. That was a golden nugget. So you touched on that. Great, great point. You also touched on what CJ Finley, the man, the said man to me. The man CJ keeps getting, the yeah. The legend CJ Finley, he just is always dropping bombs. But yeah. he said, uh, very, very well said, he said, exposure equals opportunity. It, it 100% does. I would say that part of what really got me established, similar to you, I was always there. Yep. If Visible. I could be there, Visibility. I was there. Yep. Say yes. Be, get, get the exposure. Just, just show up. Mm -hmm. Make people make sure people know your name. Connect with people. Yeah, and just, we don't we don't mean exposure like do free work for exposure like all the time. I, I'm saying just like presence. I yeah. guess like a, like a yeah. presence. Yeah. And and you said yes to a lot of opportunities and events, and you went to yeah. the creative meetups. And I mean, yeah, you're right. We both I think we both did similar things. We just made sure we were always at things, just to be there. You know half of the job is just showing up dang so we my friend here. my friends uh my really really good photographer friend her husband is like this big time investor mm -hmm. loaded yeah like big money <laughs> yeah. like unfathomable amounts of wealth yeah so i have uh i go over her place and shoot a lot and he'll be there and we'll just talk and i i i finally worked up the courage to ask him like dude how did you make so much money? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, the, he's like, honestly, like, you know, you could go to school, you can learn this, you can learn that. But ultimately, he's like, I'm in the service industry. Mm -hmm. People give me money to help them make more money. Cool. He's like, what makes the difference between me and anyone else? He said this, he said, it's kindergarten skills. Wow. He said, show up, show up on time, show up with a smile. Ask people how their day is. Be nice, be friendly, be courteous, be prompt. Everything that they taught you in kindergarten. Is how you get successful. Is how you're successful. Just, just be there with a, on time with a smile on your face and make people feel good. It's the most basic, simple strategy you can implement. And he's like, and then apply that to whatever your skill is and you'll be where I am. That's so crazy, but it's, it's so simple. It's like, so simple. It's so it's like, little. What, dude? <laughs> you're like, that's how you're that rich. That <laughs> makes no sense. That makes no sense. But he's like, yeah, people trust him. They like him. They want to work with him. Mm -hmm. And it's a service industry. You're selling yourself as much as your right. product or service. So that's what really makes the difference a lot of times. I want to ask you something, though. So something about I want to know more about your communication style and how much you I guess like <laughs> strategize it or how yeah. much you um, even like consider it because I'll yeah. tell you this all right tell me this hit me with it you are a very likable person mm -hmm. obviously in many ways but to the point where like we'll be hanging out with someone like I'll introduce you to a friend or something and afterwards yeah. that person will be like I love Jasmine her energy her vibe is just dope are Damn, like they'll see out you here flattering me again they'll see you skating on instagram i like everyone's like she skateboards with the camera in her hand like what like i saw your friend with the curly hair she was like on a skateboard <laughs> filming a Tesla. Using, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like man that's dope so yeah. how much of your communication style is just like natural you're just kind of just doing your own thing versus like i want to pre present myself in this particular way 
uh, wow. First of all, that's really awesome that people say that. That's crazy because I feel like I'm always very like, it's like I'm always, I don't know, a lot of people tell me that they're like, oh, well, you exhibit this sort of like confidence, but not like a, not, I don't know. It's like I effortless. Yeah. yeah, people, because yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, I don't feel like I'm that confident in a lot of things that I do. I actually criticize myself all the time. I actually dig myself in a hole all the time. I'm actually really anxious about, like, meeting new people and am I going to say the right thing and am I going to come off the right way and are they going to think I'm cool or are they going to think I'm bitchy? Like, <laughs> I'm running through those scenarios in my head all the time, but I feel like at the end of the day, it is just being yourself and making people feel good so yeah. i think my biggest strategy strategy i'm you know it makes it feel weird like i'm playing a game but like yeah. the biggest thing that i always try to do is make people feel comfortable you know i always try to include people if i can so if i'm in a social situation like i always i do my very best to like make sure I include someone who might be quieter, but I still want to acknowledge them and include them in the situation or like, I don't know, just little yeah. things like that, that like, I want to make sure that I'm not being overpowering. I want to make sure that I'm not excluding people. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not doing any of these things. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe that comes from when I was younger. I was actually really shy when I was younger, like super shy. I didn't, really talk that much. I kind of was like in my own world a lot of the time. The straight hair with bangs. Jasmine. Yeah. The I was, side bangs like, yeah, I was <laughs> very not, not confident. Like when I was younger and I was very much, you know, it, quiet, shy, a little bit more reserved. And as I got older, I think I just, I was like, I want to be that outreaching hand to how I was when I was younger. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I want to make other people feel included. or I want to make other people feel good. I want to make other people feel like I give a shit about what they have to say because I feel like some people will step into a room and they will feel like nobody cares that they're there. And I feel like I try to, like, seek those people out and be like, you know, I care that you're here. I'm going to hype you up. It's just about hyping people up. I feel like, honestly, if you're just you. a hype man, just, like, just hype people up make them feel confident about themselves, make them feel good about themselves and they will, they will like you, you know, like they, they will, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like you do a really good job of that too. Cause I feel like you're someone who like, if I introduce you to people or, you know, when we're in a room, it's like, everyone loves you. Like everyone loves you. Everyone knows you. Everyone loves you. Everyone's like, yo, John, I love, I love John. You know? Oh, and I'm like, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just out here flattering each other back and forth. We're like, no, you're nice and likable. This is the yeah. gas up podcast, I ladies know, and gentlemen. This <laughs> is the gassing up episode. But I think maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I don't really know. I just, I just try to make people feel heard and seen, and mm -hmm. I try to do that in the best way possible, and I try to give off like a playful energy. Yeah. You know, because like, just be be yourself, and and don't think too much. I think all the time though, so I can't really say don't think too much because I'm always in my head. But yeah, I don't know. I guess it's me trying to be the person that I wanted when I was like five. I think that's what we're all looking for. Yeah, we're all looking for that thing that we were missing when we were when we were children. Everyone, I feel like this. I feel like everyone <laughs> who's good at something, yeah. like exceptionally good at something. Yeah. I guess more so in like the the the, the more like, I guess I guess this relates more to like self help or something, uh -huh. whatever. But like. 
if you are really good at something, if you're really, really fit, or you know a bunch about like food, nutrition, or you're really disciplined, mm -hmm. it's because you at one point in time were the exact opposite. Right. Just like, struggled. I mean, you know, in many ways, just like me with like verbal communication. Like yeah. <laughs> I was a very shy kid, mm -hmm. did not talk much throughout middle school, yeah. high school, just very insecure, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. A lot of people are, especially like more like creative types, uh -huh. you know. We always lock ourselves in our work. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. So I kind of had to learn mm -hmm. some of the skills and principles, whatever, and maybe got better at it. Yeah. Because, and especially interpersonally, mm -hmm. I try to be the kind of person who I could have used when I was, you know, back in, in, in those days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it means a lot when people, like, include me in a conversation, ask me a question, whatever, uh, make me feel, like, heard and seen, whatever. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's nice. It's flat. Everyone seen. wants to be, like, Everyone acknowledged. Be, yeah. You know, and I feel like going back to communication, that's, that's been a really good theme of this episode because communication is, is so important and vital. Like, yeah. But we're kind of losing a little bit of that, you How know? So? Huh? How so? Societally, yeah. we're supplementing real communication, interaction, and engagement with artificial digital, which still is important and plays mm -hmm. a key role because like you used social media to facilitate real life communication. Yeah. That's what, I did that too, and I yeah. still do that, and we use that as a tool. But there's still so much of social media that's just a facade, mm -hmm. and it's all fake and artificial. And people are, are, are losing the ability to just make eye contact and acknowledge a person. Like how, how rare is it now that you're walking into an elevator with another person, and you actually look at each other and say, hey. Yeah. Like just that little. Yeah, just us. just a little bit just of acknowledge yeah. the fact that we are both human beings. Yeah, and we're here in this elevator. And we're together. here together. Yeah. Cool. It's rare. Never happens. It never happens yeah. anymore. The yeah. first thing you do is zoop, yep. look straight at your, your phone. phone. You're like, I'm gonna get sucked in this world so that I don't have to make yep. awkward conversations with exactly, this other person. Exactly. Exactly. I am leaving this moment yep. and going. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. so true. And honestly, I'm a, I'm a very, like, I'm at fault for doing that all the time because like. If I'm waiting in line for something, I'll be on my phone. If I'm yeah. waiting like in an elevator, I'll be on my phone. If I'm taking my dog for a walk, I'll be on the phone. Like, why don't I just like head up and like if I pass by someone, just be like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And I agree with that. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't like just go up to someone on, on a bench and sit next to them and be like, "What you doing?" Yeah, you know, like, like what's going I'm on? not doing yeah. that. Yeah. I don't think that that's what people really want. <laughs> people <laughs> want their space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that there's a lot to be said about just genuinely just being present mm -hmm. among other people yeah and you know if you can say something nice to someone yeah say it you know because it also it, it elevates them and it elevates you mm -hmm. if you can make eye contact with someone if yeah. you just happen to be talking to them or ordering a coffee just smile and give people a little bit yeah. of positive energy right because that's a form of communication and that will that will come back to you it'll come back to it you really and e will. even in that moment it gives you a little boost too because it's like okay cool i we feed off energy mm -hmm. you know so like if i give you a little positive energy you get a little little spark you give you me a little, little positive energy little dopamine you know yeah a little <laughs> yeah. dopamine hit and then you know we're kind of like 
feeding off of this positive vibe yeah. and it just kind of gives you a little boost throughout the day. Right. And I think there's a lot to be said about that. I think that has contributed to a lot of probably my personal happiness is just trying to like operate at a higher energy level just generally mm -hmm. and not letting that be so susceptible to other people's energy because generally I do feed off people's energy and like if the vibe is a certain way I tend to be influenced by that yeah but I think if you just like like see again CJ Finley <laughs> will walk into a room and he is that burst of energy where like he walks in and automatically you feel more energized mm -hmm. I love that yeah. My brother-in-law's that way. You walk into a room and it's like, you don't even know he walked in. You just feel it. You just feel that energy. You just feel that vibe. And it's yeah. like, wow, I want to be able to provide that to other people. How, how, how would you say for people who are not naturally like energetic? I feel like now we're getting into like psychology and stuff. But I don't even care because this is great conversation. This is great. But I this, love I this. I mean, this helps you with everything in life, with business, with friendships. Yes. With, this is, this translates to like, if you can't communicate and give off a certain type of energy, like you might not do as well in business. You might not do as well in personal relationships, which is the foundation of everything is foundation of success. Like you were talking about. So how, like what advice do you think that you could give someone who might not be, you know, cause when you say energy, some people might be like, well, I'm just naturally not that energetic or like, I'm not, I'm naturally I'm, not that energetic. I'm not outgoing or I'm not, I'm outspoken. not outgoing. <laughs> so how do yeah. So how do you, how do you bring that little piece of positive energy being who you are? Because I, I have a little bit of an advantage where like, I am just naturally like energetic and like more talkative and more goofy and more outspoken. Yeah. And a lot of people will be like, yeah, Jasmine, well, you're an extrovert. So you have that, you know, you just have that naturally, you know? And I'm yeah. like, okay, I get that. So for someone like you, who's a little bit different, how do you bring that energy to a space? That's a great question. We're hitting, we're hitting question. with the questions today. I love how we're so alike, yet we, we're, we're different yeah, in many are. ways, yeah. you know? Because for you, something like that comes a little more naturally. Yeah. For me, it's a little bit more of like an effort. That's, that's thankfully through practice has become more natural. Mm -hmm. But it starts with you. It's like if you can find comfort and positivity in yourself, you're more likely to give it to others naturally so but one of the ways that you can find more happiness in yourself is being friendly like be like like make a friend by being a friend you know exactly how do you how do you how do you be a friend what, what do you think means be a friend so something that i realized is that when you meet someone new they have no idea who you are you could be a billionaire or you could be a bum they don't know i mean they have this I, you know, you present yourself in a certain way and they make assumptions, but you don't know. They don't know if you were the high school jock or the high school nerd. You are a clean slate mm -hmm. and you can be wh whoever you want to be. You can be whoever your actions determine you to be. So what are you doing to, to create who you want to be? So if I, if I ask myself, like, I, I want to just feel better, I want to be happier, I want to be more friendly and more outgoing and know more people, communicate better, it's like, well, what actions can I take to enable that? And it was just, I was in a city where no one knew me. I was like, man, this is a good opportunity for me to just, like, really just, like, hit the ground running and communicate with people and just, just do these little things that anyone can do to just give off a positive energy where at the end of the day they're like 
that guy was the guy. The guy was cool. That was, that was yeah, nice. Yeah, I like that guy. I like yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all I'm going for. Right. I was like, just at the end of the day, if the energy was positive, I might have I might have said something stupid. I might have. Yeah. You know, anything. I might have been wearing like a whack outfit. Probably not. <laughs> but <John> never wears <laughs> whack outfits, guys. <laughs> Except probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but if that if that vibe was positive, it's like sweet. That's that's all I'm that's all I'm trying to get out of this. It's just like get a little get, give a little positive energy, give a little get a little back and just like you know, make is friends that, that through, way. Is that through small conversation or is that through um, is it reaching out to people? Like, what do you think are the keys to, because I know that there's also people who like, they just, they have a harder time like making friends per se, or they have a harder time putting themselves out there. So what are the little things that those people can do? Or there's a bunch of people who deal with social anxiety. Like I know a ton of people who deal with social anxiety. You know, what are the little things that people like that can do to, you know, yeah help foster the friendship that seems so big and scary at first? I'm glad you asked that question because I do like dialing into the specificity. So you're way more likely to connect with people if you're in a similar group. Mm -hmm. That's why it's easier to make friends if you're like in a, in a, in a college campus or like in high school. Right. If you're just like thrown into a city and know no one, it's like, well, it's who like, do what I do connect you, yeah, with? What do what I do? do? Yeah. So find community. If that means taking a class, if that means joining a club, if that means joining sports, like a sports club, whatever, mm -hmm. find a group that right off the bat, you have a way to communicate. It's a smaller group. There are only 10 people around you, so you're probably gonna be able to strike up a conversation with one of these people. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that. So like join something. Join something, put yourself in a group. Right, I think that's a good tactic. Like just join any, literally anything. Anything, yeah. find people, find, even if it's like a, a People with common interests that you find on like social media, just find people because like the like someone who could be super unconfident and insecure when it comes to like sports is like a chess master and could talk all day about chess and play chess all night, whatever, whatever your thing is. Yeah. So find people, you know, who also are interested in whatever it is that makes you feel confident mm -hmm. sports, if it's creativity whatever, cooking, right. whatever you enjoy, whatever makes you feel confident, find people who are similar to that. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and everyone can talk all day about what they're interested in. Exactly. You know, so of like, of course, yeah, I, we, t we talk all day about like cameras and spags, yeah, whatever. Yeah, for sure. If you throw me in a group of people who are talking about crocheting, I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> I will have nothing to say yeah. and I will be totally searching silent. for the first way out of that conversation. Right. You know, so, so I mean, everyone has like their, uh, their interests and their specialty. So mm -hmm. just gravitate toward that. Join something. Join something. Get involved. Yeah. What's yeah. another little thing? So say, all right, so say you do get thrown okay. in a space where maybe people do have different interests than you yeah. and you're like okay i'm feeling a little out of place here how do you deal with feeling a little out of place or feeling like you don't belong or feeling like you're underqualified to be somewhere you know how do you deal with that your world will open up when you realize that the words don't actually matter you could say anything and as long as the message is positive and friendly and open you'll fit in people will like you that's why like sometimes i think 
like there are people who will just like say almost anything how's the weather like no one cares that's not like yeah. you know like no one actually cares but it's like a way to kind of open the door to be like okay he asked me how the weather was but like he seems to be a nice open friendly person mm -hmm. okay cool maybe maybe this will lead to something mm -hmm. and i think um just being open and positive with your communication with wh whatever you're saying whatever you're talking about you know as long as your overall message is friendly open and positive that's it yeah like like very rarely do you look at someone and say something with a smile and they receive it negatively yeah usually like you just say something with a smile on your face and make eye contact people can be like oh they'll be like oh cool yeah 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 that was nice that yeah, was nice yeah, yeah. so yeah, even no. if you are in a situation where you're you feel like a little more out of place or whatever i've been in those situations maybe you have maybe a lot of people have of course how do you get more comfortable in a situation like that um that's a good question. It's like I literally asked you that question and I don't even know the answer myself. I mean, I think that if you feel like you don't fit in in a group or you feel like you're intimidated or you're underqualified or whatever the situation is or you're socially anxious, yeah. um, I think that literally breaking it down into, okay, I don't, I don't have to fit in here. I think people have the pressure that like they have to just like be best friends with everyone. They have to completely fit in with everyone. It's not always about that. It's maybe just about, you know, can I just strike up a friendly conversation with someone? And like, if we hit it off and we're going to be best friends, great. If we're not, at least I was still positive and friendly and open. But I think half the battle is telling yourself and being nice to yourself and saying like, hey, you know, maybe this might not be my group, but that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Like as long as what you're saying, as long as you're you are open minded and you're you're trying to put a smile on your face and you're trying to at least maybe just just talk to one person, just one person. It could be the right. one person that you feel like you might gravitate towards the most. Just talk to that one person. Mm -hmm. And if that's all you can do that night, then that's great. That's fine. As long as you gave it a shot. Like I think people will walk into a room and be like, Ugh, I feel like I don't fit in here before they even try. And I think that's what stops a lot of people is they'll walk in someone and they'll be like, I just assume that everyone in this room is this type of way, so I'm not even going to give it a shot. Whereas, like, I try to always give everything and everyone a shot because I might look at someone and be like, oh, you look like a douchey frat bro, or that's the vibe I'm getting from you, but until I actually talk to you or have a conversation with you, I can't really make that judgment like it's not fair to make that judgment you know before you actually try to have a conversation with someone or give them a chance or or give them like don't write them off so quickly yeah and i feel like we get scared a little bit and then we get in our own heads and we're like i'm just gonna write this person off real fast or i don't feel like i'm gonna fit in here and then we start negatively talking to ourselves yeah like oh i'm just not cool enough to be here like i'm not this or i'm not that and it's like not half the battle is you gotta that's in your own it's in your it own it starts with you yeah it starts with uh, you it really does yeah. it starts in your own brain it i feel really like does. that happens everywhere even in in business and in stuff where you walk into a space and you feel underqualified or you feel like you don't belong there because you're like i'm not as skilled i'm not as talented i don't know xyz things and it's like that's okay mm -hmm. you should be putting yourself in situations where you feel underqualified because then you'll learn. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be putting yourselves 
in rooms all the times where you're gonna be the person that knows the most. And again, like we hear this all the time in this office. That's what everyone says. Like be yeah. the dumbest person in the room because that's how you're gonna grow and 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 scale and and learn more about yourself. And people are too afraid to do that because they don't want to seem stupid. They don't want to seem like they don't know what they're talking about. Nobody wants to feel dumb. Right. But honestly, sometimes being dumb is the best way to go about it because you'll learn so much more because you're like, oh, I don't know anything about this, but I can learn now, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I think that that's super important for Super important, yeah. Man, I feel like we just went down the rabbit hole of like communication and like, but I think that this is all necessary because I don't feel like people talk about the literal human elements yeah. that that apply to everyone. It doesn't matter what field you're in. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're creative. It doesn't matter if you're a business entrepreneur. Like mm-hmm. I feel like all these principles of like communication and getting uncomfortable and putting yourself out there is applicable to every step of your life and everywhere that you go. And I feel like that truly is what makes you successful. It, yes. You know, it's, it's not about like knowing everything and it's not about being confident all the time. And it's not about all these little things that we think success is. I think being successful is like you're saying, starting with yourself and not, not letting yourself get bogged down by obstacles mm-hmm. and realizing that like, it's it's kindergarten stuff. It's kindergarten it's skills. Kinder, it's kindergarten yeah. skills. It is. It really Dang. is. And it's it, you, like you said. It's fundamental to life. Right. It, it, creators, yes, because creators, like we said, a lot of times we'll just let the work do the talking. Yeah. But really, like what people want to know is who is the creator creating this work? Like the work's great, but like there are a lot of people. There are a lot of great pictures and videos out there. Yeah. But like. I want to know who you are and like what you were thinking when you created this and mm-hmm. tell me more about why you created it this way. Yeah. And, and, and so you have to be able to communicate that. Yeah. Just who, yeah. You have to be able to, ugh, wow. Communication. I, wow. I'm just mind blown. I'm like, dang, that is actually just such the yeah. fundamentals to everything. Yeah, everything. Truly. And we as artists, I feel like always think that like, oh, but we're communicating through our visuals and we're communicating. It's like, yes, you can communicate through your visuals, but there are other levels to communication with yeah. words, with energy, with presence, with visibility, like just being, just showing up to spaces. Yeah. That is really what gets you 10 million times more forward than if you just kind of sit back in the shadows and just let your, you know. Right. It's like, if, that, if that's how you want to live your life, I mean, I guess live your life like that. But if you want to really, really be successful, if you really want to foster relationships, like that's how you got to do it. You got to just... Yeah run with it go go for it and communication depth of communication whether it's with one person or whether it's with the whole world depth of communication is what really helps you connect and grow and, grow. and i think that's super important i think that yeah your community the people with whom you communicate helps you overcome problems and yeah. obstacles and just gets you further together and that's what we about here. That's what we're about. That's what we about here. Dang. <laughs> well, wow. Okay. So I, I think, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that liberty to wrap this up. That was an amazing conversation. I'm actually really glad that we had to re-record this because I feel like I liked this conversation better. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, this was great. I really, really appreciate you being here and and doing this over again. Thank you so much for being flexible for that. But to wrap it up, we're gonna 
go back to social media stuff, where can people find you online since you have like 50,000 Instagram accounts? Uh, 50,000 and two, <laughs> actually. I two. made two new ones. Yeah, <laughs> two new ones since we've been speaking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my personal uh, Instagram account, um, follow me, connect with me, send me a message. If you're in Austin, let's link up. If you're anywhere else, just connect and, and, and let's... Let's stay in touch. Uh, my personal Instagram account is John Scotty underscore J O N S C O T T Y underscore. My foodie account. Foodie. The foodie for, one. for all the best Austin, Texas restaurant recommendations, photo and video content. You gotta follow this account. Watch what you eat. Um, I am uh, on Instagram as Eat My Media, all one word. Eat My Media. That's my foodie account. And then more of like more my portfolio account, like food, but also like some other work that I've done that I like to post on Insta is under figurative media, all one word. Figurative media. Figurative media. Go yeah. follow your boy. Do you follow. have any other places where you like people to connect with you or is that your main jam? That's, that's my main jam. That's, that's main where jam. you can find me most of the time. Um, and I, I love connecting with people. I love sending messages and, you know, just seeing I mean, I've come this far from pretty much just working the DMs and social media and connecting Hell with yeah. people. And send him a message, guys. Send me Connect a message. with him. Be friends with him. He's like one of the best people to be friends with here. But thank you so much for being here. And with that, we are going to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the episode. And I will see you in the next one.